Welcome to the EdTech Guys, coming to you from Los Angeles, California, with your hosts, Aaron, Caesar, and myself. Hey guys, bringing you what's hot, new, and interesting in the world of educational technology. This is episode three, the teacher tech. All right, listeners. Well, welcome. Thanks for joining us. Uh, we're so happy to have you today. Uh, like I said, we're talking about, or like Caesar said, we're talking about teacher tech this week. No, 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 no. Teacher tech. <laughs> but yeah, no. I want to open today's episode with uh, my uh, top story this week, which is Google Sites. I've been doing a lot of research into Google Sites, trying to get my students motivated in web design. And something that we've done is we've been doing student blogs and they are looking for a way that they can host their blogs a little bit better. So we've been trying to come up with ways and Google Sites stood out to me because it is a Google product and Blogger like we did for our one project is a, is a Google product. And Hey, Aaron, sorry to interrupt you. Uh, yeah. what, uh, great, what grade level are they? Sixth grade. So they're a little more tech savvy, uh, elementary school students, but uh, cool. Yeah, no, we've, um, so I was doing my research and I found, uh, have you guys ever heard of Google teacher tribe? It's uh, no. a, no, not at all. you should check them out. Google Teacher Tribe, they are, they're a blog, but they're also a podcast. It's hosted by these two bloggers. I think one of them's in Texas. I know that. I don't know where the other one's from, but they have all these tips for teachers. And this last episode that they had was talking about Google Sites. And I was like, oh my nice. God, how ironic. I want to talk about Google Sites on our episode. And there's now a way that you can create a template as a teacher and share it with your students. but that they can't edit like the you know the template itself so it's it's kind of cool i'll link to it in our uh, episode description or uh, show notes but it's a pretty simple process you just make your template and you put it in a google drive folder in the google drive folder itself you have to change the permission to uh view only now if you were to change anything of the the share settings it automatically kicks it to where they can edit it and that's where you get into this funky area where students can mess it up and it'll mess up the template and you know, yeah yeah all those things you know how it is yeah. <laughs> i know um, but uh if you just change it to view only they can create a copy then and then use it as their own and then they can change it however they want but they can't actually change the master copy which is kind of cool so i'm going to try that out this week with my students and see if it works and Obviously, I'll report back to you guys, the listeners, and let you know how it works. And uh, yeah, it's my little top story this week. Hey, that's cool, man. That's cool. You know what? I was doing Google Docs. I was I use it in my classroom, and it, it does the same thing that you said. You create the template, and when they click on the assignment, it automatically creates a copy for them, which doesn't mess up the master template. They create their own, and then they could mess around with it, add or subtract, whatever. That's perfect. Yeah. Definitely. Have you uh, done anything with Google Classroom where you can attach the assignment in and then it'll automatically create a copy for each student so that they can turn it in? Uh, no, I haven't done that. What I do is we use Schoology in the classroom. So my whole my whole school uses the Schoology LMS, uh, Learning Management System. And then within Schoology, you can link Google Docs to it. Yeah. So they, go to their, they go to their Schoology account. Uh, go to the assignments, they click on the assignment and it automatically creates a copy of the Google Docs, but not Google Classroom though. 
Gotcha. Yeah, no, we, so we're a G suite school, but we also use uh, canvas as well. Like we do at Cal state LA, but uh, yeah, I, I personally, I only use canvas for grades and just take everything from Google classroom and yeah. stick it in yeah, uh, yeah. into uh, canvas. Google classroom allows a lot of group collaboration, huh? Like Google G suites and all that. Yeah, it's a G Suite feature when you are an enterprise or a school district. Basically, you can use any Google product. So I've done it where my kids are like, oh, they need to turn in their blog link. And so they'll, I'll ask a question and they'll have to respond with their blog link. So that way I can, you know, check their blogs each week and, you know, make sure that they're doing their assignments as they're supposed to. It actually makes it a lot easier for, you know, to students right they can use it and access it through their phone if they don't have a laptop and whatnot yeah they can access it on their uh, their phones their tablets anywhere where they can log into google which is kind of cool and the app uh there's a google classroom app which is a little more streamlined now it used to be pretty rudimentary a couple years ago but yeah now it's it's like turning it it's a competitor to canvas for sure they're trying to uh really push that g suite to all those schools which is kind of cool i I know Apple came out with their Apple Classroom, but I can't tell you if I've ever been to a school that solely uses Apple product. Uh, most, if not all, use Google in some way, shape, or form. It's more cost-effective as well. Like Apple apps and just like programming for Apple is usually a little more pricey. I think G Suites and Google, it's just going to you know, open the doors for a lot of teachers, a lot of schools. Um, it just gives a lot of group collaboration. It gives a lot of uh, accessibility. And just, I mean, I'm all about Google. I use Google everything, Google Drive. We're actually using Google's sites for our website for this. That's podcast. right. That's right. Yep. Yep. That's uh, what I use to build it. And, you know, it's going to, it's going to grow as I learn new things about Google sites, you know, obviously our website will grow and hopefully we'll host our own and we'll uh, have like our own domain at some point or another, which would be really cool. But, uh, you know, we're still, you know, a new podcast We're new, new entertainment company. So we're still definitely experimenting with things as we are with our own pod here. But uh, yeah, no, I, I personally love the G Suite Plus compared to Apple. A Chromebook is like a hundred bucks. An iPad is like 600 bucks. So yep, yep. the difference in price <laughs> right there, difference. I could buy six Chromebooks for the price of one iPad. Budgetary wise, it's it's better to have those Chromebooks and they're easily replaceable. Yeah, most definitely. Yep. I remember when I used to teach, all the classrooms that we had are, were all Chromebooks. No Apple, no Mac. A lot of uh, computer labs usually have just that, you know, Google Chrome and Google, Google Chromebooks and stuff. Hey, uh, you know what? Talking about that accessibility that Jose was talking about, and of course you, Aaron, I actually use Google Docs in, in my classroom, and one of my students was absent. So, you know, we have a couple, two or three assignments per day around there, and he was able to turn in his homework while he was absent. He turned it in that day. So if you look at, you know, as a teacher using technology in the classroom, look what that does for that student. They don't, they, they don't miss practice. And my school actually has a block schedule. So if they see on Monday, they won't see them till Wednesday. So imagine the student being absent on Monday, coming back Wednesday, then getting the work and then having to turn it in on Friday. Whereas in the Google Docs, I think you have more accessibility at home and, you know, you get the practice, you don't miss, you don't get behind. 
So having the technology in the classroom is definitely a big, big, big plus for a teacher. Uh, I couldn't agree more. I have students absent all the time. Uh, absenteeism is a big issue at my school, but you know, putting being able to put that due date on there and they can access it at home very easily too. It's not like they have to log in. I don't know if you guys use Clever or not. We use Clever. And it's like, you have to log into Clever, which you then have to log into an app and then, you know, do the assignment, submit it. It's an, it's a nightmare. The process is, but Google, you know, it's as easy as typing in google.com, logging in, and then you're there. It's not like this huge, long process to log in. It's simple. It's a, sometimes one click. If you've already logged in, you just boom, you click your name and you're logged in. And you're, and you're yeah. there. Conversations that we're having about accessibility and kids being absent and whatnot really reminds me of, uh, you know, that model of flip place learning in the classroom. You guys, I don't know if you guys remember what we talked about in the master's program. I think maybe we could talk about that in an, another uh, future episode, but just pretty much how, you know, kids learn independently and can learn from home. And then when they come in the classroom, we can actually, you know, focus on their needs and, and, and increase their their levels of understanding versus having to teach from scratch in the classroom. So I think that Google suites and using Google products is really uh, beneficial to that aspect of flip-based learning. What do you guys think? Yeah, I think so. And like you said, they take responsibility for their education and their learning. And that's very powerful. You know, I didn't tell this kid, Hey, you have to turn it in. And when you're absent, I, I don't, I don't have that policy. I have the policy, you know, you're absent, you, you get a chance to have an extra day to do it. But this kid took it upon himself to do it while he was absent. Maybe, you know, he had, he was sick, whatever, he was feeling better. So he finished it. So that's excellent in terms of being a growing student's responsibility and their, you know, taking the power of their education. Couldn't agree more. It's really empowering them to own what they're doing. And, you know, like Jose said, it's, it allows us to then, you know, focus on what they need to grow as a student and meet those standards. Cause I know Caesar, you know, we both have to focus on those state standards you know, that's what they're graded on. That's know, what the report cards are on. Unfortunately, you know, we really are able to then focus on those needs so that we can get them to those levels, get them, you know, exceed standards, exceed, you know, expectations. Yep, and they yep. can do all the practice at home, you know, versus, having to do it in class. I mean, obviously you do practice in class, but most of the practice can be done away from the classroom. And so that way they're constantly learning, not just, you know, between the hours of eight and two, they can go beyond those hours and bring it back the next day. And we can really, you know, hone in on what they need versus what we need to do. Yeah. Working with the Google Docs has really transformed my classroom. I used to be the, the journal guy with, you know, those, uh, those classic little journals. Uh, I forget what oh, they're yeah. called. You know what I'm talking about? Those black yeah. and white ones. The yeah, the little composition, the composition, composition books. books. There, you yeah. there you go. Those composition books. So when uh, grading came around, I had my whole box of composition books taken over the weekend. And then it was like, the okay, worst. you know, and now it, it completely transformed my classroom. The students have a, a running Google, Google Doc where they turn in all their journals and I mean it's it's very simple I look at the Google Doc I can make comments on it and I can make sometimes real-time comments for the students that are really struggling with their writing and they could fix it at, the, at that time you know I focus in on on their specific really specific skills like this kid that does not know how to put a period at the end of anything 
And I'm like, brother, oh, yeah. come on. Oh, yeah. <laughs> brother, Dude, you got to put a period, brother. Honestly, do they use Chromebooks or do they use uh, their own personal computers? Chromebooks, Chromebooks. So what my students did is they kind of worked the system and they were able, they found out they were able to install the Grammarly extension to, uh, to Google Chrome. Nice, nice. And so <laughs> I'm like, why is all of their papers and like stuff like so like well written and technology, and I, like, using technology, I mean, that's what we're all about. That's what it should Exactly, be. exactly. Yes, it's yes. just hilarious. Like one day you know you look at their google doc and it's like all the red and blue lines all through the paper and then <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. the next day it's like clean and no red lines no blue lines no grammar lines whatever it's yo i'm I, guilty like, i'm guilty i have grammarly installed on oh, all platforms too. on my computer like <laughs> everything so we're, <laughs> we're adults and like it's just funny because like they discovered that on their own i didn't have to tell them that they're like oh you know, I can put this thing on my, you know, on my Chrome, uh, you know, application and it'll help me write. I mean, it's incredible that these kids are problem solving, even just with the minute little things um, that'll benefit their lives moving forward. You know, they're going to be now those adults that are constantly using Grammarly. Now let's just hope that when they have to handwrite something that they're doing it, you know, not expecting some <laughs> yeah. magical like thing to come on their paper. Um, you know, cause that's, <laughs> you know, although who knows 10 years from now, paper might not even exist. Question to both of you guys. What do you guys do for classroom management? I found an app that I want to talk about, but I want to ask you guys, it's actually more based on for elementary students, not so much for high school or junior high, but I'll be, I'll be talking about that app in a few, but just, Quick question to both of you guys. What do you guys do for classroom management? So, you know, my, my students are just, you know, scared of me. I'm the only male at my school. But, uh, no. Um, <laughs> yeah, I get it, Aaron. <laughs> we, I'm literally the only male. Listeners, like, listeners, if you could see his face, you'd be scared too. <laughs> uh, <laughs> just kidding, just the, kidding. Uh, <laughs> no, um, I'm literally the only male. Like, custodians, noon supervisors, everybody – they're all women. It's hey, whatever you know. It's just the the job uh, job description, I guess. Uh, but uh, no, my school is like big on empathy, and so we use this program called Hero K twelve, and it's kind of like Class Dojo, but at a school wide kind of you know function. And I hadn't heard about it until this year when I came to the school. You know, it's working really good. I mean, we have a student store that the kids can redeem their points for. If they meet their dream box, which is a math application, if they meet their goals, there's a certain amount of lessons, they get points. It's worked wonders. Um, I mean, I've been blessed with a great class as far as like classroom management, hero. I've used, you know, clip up, clip down, being an elementary school teacher. But Jose, I'm, I'd be happy to hear what you uh, have to offer. Hey Jose, in terms of uh, in terms of classroom management, in my in my end, I teach high school uh, special education English language development learning center, and you know I don't really use to tell you the truth. I don't use uh, technology for classroom management specifically. However, since we already established our rules and our routines every day, the kids already know. They go grab the Chromebook. I don't need to tell them. They go in. They they log into their Google Doc. They already know what's going to happen, and they when they the kids know what's going to happen, what's already they they feel empowered because they don't have to guess, and they just go and do it. You know, they 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 go and do it. So I don't really need to 
but uh, uh, it's high school, you know, anything could happen. These kids are going up and down in their lives at their hormones and stuff like that. <laughs> so, but uh, in terms of my end, um, the, the technology has helped me in establishing their routines and you know, they're getting the students to know what they're doing and, and feeling confident. Cool, cool. Thanks for sharing that, guys. Aaron, can you repeat the name of the program that you said one more time, please, for our listeners? Yeah, it's uh, it's uh, Hero K-12. If you're looking for it on the App Store, it's like a red icon with an H on it, white H. I don't know if they have like personal accounts, but I think that it's more of like a school-wide or a district-wide kind of initiative uh, kind of application. But if you're a technology person and you're a teacher in the classroom, you know, pitch it to your principal. Maybe the whole school can get in on it. Yeah, that's a good idea. Awesome, awesome. Thank you. Um, actually, you mentioned the app that I was going to talk about. You said Classroom Dojo. And that's just for more of an elementary-based level. It's a communication platform for teachers, students, and families to use to build like a close-knit community. So it's not only classroom management, but it kind of extends to that whole three Ps in a pod theory that we, we, uh, we want to implement, you know, as teachers, parents, teachers, staff members, and, you know, our students to be very uh, close-knit and be able to talk outside of the classroom because learning doesn't stop you know learning continues when kids go home and whatnot so i think this is a really good app for mainly k through five not so much in high school but so this is for our teachers out there that are working in elementary classroom dojo is an excellent app that you can use it's very interactive with the children you can actually have it projected on a monitor where these kids can add their points and see their points being taken away and given and there's just a bunch of different categories that you can add um there's like a little treasure box. There's actual, there's a little treasure box. There's actual like videos that talk about empathy, sympathy, positive relationship building. And it's just really cool. Like it's a really cool app to, to look into. I'm going to go ahead and do a how-to video. Just we're going to load that on our website. So I'm going to make a how-to video, just how to log in and just very basic stuff about the classroom dojo. But just so you guys know that it's uh, actively used in 90%, 95% of all K through A schools in U.S. It's been used by 15 million plus children. And it just helps, like I said, with growth mindset, empathy, and it's really good for classroom management. So you teachers that are out there that haven't used it, please feel free to look at it. Check our website. I'm going to have that too. Simple video for you guys to follow along and learn a little bit more about the classroom dojo. My daughter uses that in her school and I communicate with the teacher sometimes, you know, I think my daughter was sick one day and, uh, you know, I send her a message through class dojo and hey, what's the homework, you know, can you send me the homework if possible through class dojo and she did. So my daughter was feeling better a little bit later in the night. I made her do the homework so she had it ready the next day and, you know, no, no time lost and no learning lost. Yeah, definitely. So in my previous school, I used class dojo. My current school, because we use the Hero program, we use Remind, which is, you know, very similar. To, uh, Class Dojo works where you can uh -huh. message parents and, um, you know, you can link to things, post photos of flyers that may have gone home that the kids missed out on, or, you know, you just don't trust them. And you don't trust them. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so you send a snapshot of it to the parents <laughs> so that, you know, they make sure that they get it. But um, it's really uh, good for that. I mean, you know, kids, most of the kids, they get that flyer, they stuff it in the, the, their backpack to the bottom. You don't see it for months. <laughs> I, I, yeah. that kid. Guilty. I, guilty. I am guilty of that. It's, it's funny that us teachers are like guilty of that kind of stuff. Like even today, like I, yep. you know, I yep. bring my laptop with me to school and I have my backpack and I'm like, 
oh, I've got all these papers I need to grade. And all of a sudden they're like, I find them like a couple days later and they're like smushed at the bottom. I'm like, oh my God, my kid, I could, you know, just blame it on the kid. They shoved it in their backpack <laughs> and they turned it in crumpled. Yeah. <laughs> Professional development, man. Professional development papers are smushed at the bottom. Jose, as you were saying, the communication with the parents. Yeah, that's a, it's also cool that the teachers sometimes send like pictures of, uh, some events or something that uh, really good that happened, you know, like of your kid or of the class that they're doing this during the school day and maybe, you know, you couldn't attend or anything like that. So it's really good, not only for education, also, you know, to make a connection, like you said, yeah, I, 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 agree. Like I, I really like that. I really Learning like Learning and connection community doesn't stop once the class uh, ends or the, the student leaves the school premises, you know, it carries on. So it's really cool to have, especially like you said, some parents work a lot and they can't make those you know, Halloween's up. And they have ho- yep. all the time. There's Halloween um, yep. parades, right? And exactly, you guys, your teachers yourself, like it's hard to miss your class to go watch your your daughter walk the parade. So it's really yeah. cool. To have classroom dojo. The teachers can record and send it out to the parents and stuff like that. So yeah, definitely check it out, guys. And um, I hope you guys enjoyed today's podcast. As always, follow us on Instagram at EdTechGuys. Our website should be posted soon with the first couple of episodes. Subscribe to us on Apple Music, Spotify, Pandora, Stitcher, wherever you listen to podcasts. We look forward to talking to you guys next week. Thanks for joining us. Hey, Aaron, tell them about our sponsors, brother. We have sponsors. Oh, yeah. Sorry, we don't have sponsors. Never mind. Do we get sponsors? (laughs) (laughs) All right, listeners, thanks for joining us. We'll talk to you soon. All right, have a good weekend. Bye, y'all. Bye. Peace.